It's Mother's Day, and I thought it would be very appropriate to investigate the lives of two women in Scripture who were simply incredible. And God used their lives, and he used their stories to have impact for generations. It's the story of Naomi and Ruth. And as we investigate their lives, it's important to remember a couple of things about them. First of all, they're regular people. They are. They're real people. These are not fictional characters. We're not making this stuff up. They really lived. These were women who had hopes and dreams. They had success in life. And they also had some hurts that they had to deal with as they lived. So they're real people. The other thing that's important to remember about them is that they're real people who are willing to let God direct their choices. See, they walk through some difficulties in life, and it would have been very easy for them to say, forget about God. I'm not going to follow him. I'm not going to be obedient to him. I'm not going to do what he wants because of all of this pain and all of this hurt in my life. But that's not what they did. They were real people who allowed God just to direct their choices, and it made a difference in their lives and in the lives of generations who followed them. So, the story of Naomi and Ruth. Naomi was an Israelite woman, and she was married and had two sons. And so this story is happening in the ancient Middle East. And there was something happening in their area at that time that caused them to make some hard decisions. It was a famine. And so I think Naomi got together with her husband and her two boys, and they came to the conclusion, we like food, and we like to eat, and we like living. This is a good option for us, so we've got to figure this out. If we stay here, this isn't going to work out so well for us because there is absolutely no food and no way to get food. So they kind of made the choice as a small little family that they were going to move to the country of Moab. So they get to Moab where there is some food and they begin to live. And the young boys grow up and they marry two women from that country. And some time passes and after a few years, Naomi's husband dies. Ten years later, her two boys also die. And one can only imagine the pain of walking through that kind of loss. You've lost your husband, and you've lost your two boys. What's going to happen next? Well, Naomi really begins to strategize about what she should do, and she hears that God is beginning to provide food in Israel again, the country that she's from. And so she makes the decision that I'm going to go back to Israel because, again, I like to eat and I like food. Living is a good thing. I'm going to go back there and I'm going to be with my family because my family will help me. And so Naomi got her daughters-in-law together and said, here's the deal. I'm going back to my country, but you're not from there. You don't know anybody there. That's not a normal place for you. So you need to go back to your families right here and you need to live with them. Now, that sounds like kind of a harsh thing, like, wow, can you imagine your mother-in-law saying, we're kind of done here. This is over, and we're just not going to be together anymore at all. See, they had a loving relationship. They had a strong relationship, and she just kind of comes in and says, you go back to your families. We're done. Seems kind of harsh to us, but this was a normal thing in this culture. 
Because being a widow meant a couple of things. First of all, it meant that you were going to live in extreme poverty. That was just the reality of being a widow. The second thing that would happen to you as a widow is that you would be taken advantage of by other people. So it really wasn't a good scenario in that day to be a widow. And so what they would do to overcome that is they would move back with their families. And in that group setting, care would be given, support would be provided, and they would be safe. That was a good thing. And so Naomi is saying, I'm going back to my family. This is what widows do. I'm a widow. The two of you are widows. I'm going back to live with my family because they're going to support and they're going to love me. And you guys need to do the same. And so they talked about this for a bit. And scripture tells us they cried over this, which means they really did have a good relationship. And Naomi's like, look, you need to go. This is your choice. You need to do this. One of the daughters-in-law named Orpah, not Oprah, that's like a different person. So this is Orpah here. She finally decides, this is what I need to do. And so she gathered her few belongings and she went back to her family. Ruth, on the other hand, the other daughter-in-law, looked at Naomi and said, no, I'm not going to do that. We're kind of a team here. We're together, and where you go, that's where I'm going to go. And where you live, I'm going to live there as well. And she begins to cling to Naomi and just cry out to her that this is my choice. This is what I want to do. I know I've never lived there before, and I know that family is not my family, but I want to go with you. I want to do this. And we find this incredible, compassionate story in Ruth chapter 1. And here's verse 15. Here's where we kind of pick up on this. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. Wow. I mean, this is intense. This is incredible. Verse 18. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, She said nothing more. Now, do you see that word determined there in verse 18? Here's what it means. It means to be strong, alert, courageous, brave, and bold. And that's exactly what Ruth was. That's exactly what Naomi was. And when Naomi saw that Ruth was this determined, this strong, alert, courageous, and brave, and bold individual, she said, all right, We're going to do this together. We're going to live together and we're going to survive. You know, Naomi has lost everything. She's lost everything. But she still makes the selfless act to put her daughters-in-law first. And Ruth makes the same selfless choice. She kind of steps out in selfless love, and she is going to an unknown community where there is no work for her, and there is no home, and there are no people that she actually knows, but yet she's willing 
to take that risk. And what I love about Ruth is that she takes a risk to show amazing loyalty to Naomi. Let me ask you this. When's the last time that you've taken a risk to show amazing loyalty to another individual in your life? When's the last time that you've done that? Ruth even takes it a bit further. She says, you know what? Your God, big G, the living God, the creator, the inventor, Jehovah, your God will be my God. I'm going to embrace him. And whether she made that choice a long time before this moment or whether she made it right there, she made the choice to trust in God alone. What's so interesting to me is that it would have been very easy for Ruth to think about herself. I mean, I need to survive. How am I going to live? Who is going to provide for me as a widow in this culture? But she doesn't think about herself. She begins the process of thinking about other people, in particular, her mother-in-law, Naomi. Now, I don't know about you, but when I don't feel so great and I'm down, I think about me. I really do. How am I going to survive? Somebody help me. Somebody encourage me. And it's kind of all about me. And it would have been very easy for Ruth to embrace that same type of thinking. But that's not who she is. She shows and demonstrates that she is a brave and courageous and bold woman. And she makes a difference for generations My wife, Tanya, actually taught on this a while ago. And so I want to invite her to come and talk about the choices that Ruth actually made. So will you help me welcome to the stage my wife, Tanya. I know when you talked on this, Tanya, a bit ago, I was kind of in the back of the room listening and hiding, and I just wanted to hear what you had to say. And It was so fascinating, this story about Ruth and Naomi, that I started to make notes, and I knew at that point, this is what I want to talk about on Mother's Day. But instead of me just talking about it, I thought it would be very appropriate for you to share as a mom and as a woman about Ruth. So what are the choices that Ruth made in this moment that really demonstrate she was this brave and courageous and bold woman? Well, first, Ruth chose to think of others first. Um, It's probably the most important decision that she made. Uh, She was hurting terribly, but in that hurt, she looked out and she chose to think of someone else. Uniquely, this is Mother's Day, and moms, no doubt, do this better than anybody else in terms of thinking about others first. Is that true? Yeah, think so, huh? (laughs) Um, moms do all the time. We think of others first, daily. Um, here at Valley Point, there are so many wonderful women that uh, have taught me since I've been here about thinking of others first. I see it all the time. Um, I know on this day, a lot of times we think about first-time moms or soccer moms or young moms, but recently I've really been thinking about moms who are just um, further along on this journey than what I am, and uh, there's a lot of them here at Valley Point, and uh, these moms come so faithfully. Um, There's women here 
who are here faithfully even though they need help to get here or a ride to get here or they come alone and they come each Sunday with smiles on their faces, with kind words to say and with hugs to share. And uh, that's such a great encouragement to me. And I think they're truly thinking of others first. About a year ago, I was at a ladies' Bible study at someone's home. And there were two widows sitting down talking together. And then they were crying together. And after a few minutes, they came back to the group. And they're like, we're good. We're, we're fine. Uh, we were just talking about how much we miss our husbands. And I was thinking about how neat that was that they would be that vulnerable to each other and that they would share their stories with each other, that they would take the chance um, to think of others first in sharing their journey with someone else. So Ruth makes this choice to think of others first, in particular Naomi. What are some of the other choices that she made along the way? Uh, Next, Ruth makes a a long-term plan. She tells Naomi, uh, I'm with you forever, and this is it. (laughs) She stuck with her plan. Uh, She was firm with it, and she was going to be with Naomi. And then thirdly, she makes a spiritual decision. Um, Ruth was a Moabite, and she didn't have the same background as what Naomi did, but she chose to follow Uh, Naomi's God and uh, she does that she probably heard stories from her about the God of Israel and she made the choice to choose God and to trust him Um, so first she she thought of others first and then she made a long-term plan and then lastly or thirdly she chose to make a spiritual decision so what happens to Ruth after all of this. She talks to Naomi and she goes back to Naomi's hometown. Does it work out for Ruth? What good happens to her? Well, uh, Ruth and Naomi go back to Bethlehem and Ruth finds a job. Uh, She works hard. Uh, She goes to a field and she gathers grain um, that's left over. And the owner of the field that she's at is Boaz who just happens to be a very nice man, and he notices her. He's probably attracted to her. Um, He asks questions about her, and he comes to Ruth and says, you need to work right here in my field. Don't go anywhere else. Just stay here. I've told my men, don't, don't touch her. Leave her alone. Give her water whenever she wants. And uh, Boaz talks to Ruth and tells her this, and Ruth is like, why are you being so nice to me? I'm a foreigner. I'm the Moabite. They weren't very well liked. And he said, I I heard your story. And uh, then in Ruth chapter 2, verse 12, it says, May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. And uh, God blesses Ruth greatly for her decisions. Um, gets romantic now. She marries Boaz, the nice man, and she lives happily ever after. (laughs) But uh, the fun part of the story is, the incredible part, is that now she is in the line of King David, who is the great king of Israel. And King David is in the line of Jesus. And so here we have Ruth, the outsider, the Moabite, 
is in the family of Jesus. Because of Ruth's choices, because of her decisions, she changes her whole family, the trajectory of her family for generations, really forever. I know back in December we did this whole series about people in the line of Christ, and some of them were really interesting characters. And it was like, who? You know, they're in there. And Ruth fits this category because she wasn't an Israelite. She was an outsider. But yet, because of her choices, she makes it into the family of Christ. And choices are powerful things. They make a huge difference. And I'd like to share a story with you about an individual right here at Valley Point who is currently benefiting from the choices that her mother made. And so let's check this out together. My mom, wow, where do I start? How did she influence me? How didn't she? She taught me by example how to be a wife, a mother, a friend, and how to walk with Christ. Twelve years ago, Mom found out she had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. During that time, I witnessed her battle a disease that could have made her bitter and resentful. But that's not what I saw. I watched her continue to put others before her own wants and needs. She never stopped taking care of her grandchildren, which was one of her greatest joys. I remember one time when mom was going through chemo. It was grandparents' day at my son TJ's school. I tried to tell her that TJ would understand if she couldn't make it, but she wasn't having any of that. She was there and even was a grandmom for one of the other students whose grandmothers couldn't make it. She never stopped supporting, listening, advising her friends, even when she didn't have much to give. She trusted that whatever the path God had her on was the right one, even if she desperately didn't want to leave us. Mom passed away two years ago, but her choices have definitely made a huge impact on my life. Mom taught me by example how to trust him no matter what the circumstances or outcome may be, because he knows what's best for us. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Choices impact generations. And that's what we see in this story. And that's what we also see in the story of Ruth. And she made some great choices based on what she saw in another bold and courageous and strong woman. And it impacted generations. And moms... And grandmothers, this is your legacy. This is the opportunity you have to impact lives for a long, long time. But this isn't just for moms. It's also for everybody in this room. So let me share some takeaways for everybody. First of all, think of others first. Just start there. Think of others first. Now, because this is Mother's Day, moms are off the hook on this one, all right? This is a day you get to sit and relax, and people should be thinking about you today. So this applies to dads and to men and to kids. Today, we've got to think about others first. So the pressure is on, but this is where we need to start. Secondly, develop a plan for your life. And it's probably time to think about where you're headed. And so where are you going 
And what are the dreams and the goals that you have for your life? And are the current choices that you're making getting you there? See, I think this is for dads and for moms and for grandparents and for kids. We're never too old or we're never too young to start thinking about what's next. I mean, what's next for me? And what step of obedience does God want me to take right now? And how can I use the next 30 days of my life to impact the life of another person? See, these are great questions to answer and also to ask, even on Mother's Day. And so begin the process. Develop a plan for your life. This is what we see in Ruth and Naomi. And again, it impacted generations. And then thirdly, Make a spiritual decision. Don't be afraid to just let God lead and direct your life. Because not only does he want to do that, I mean, he really, really wants to do that. He's also really, really good at it. Because again, he's the inventor and the creator, the God who sees all and is over all. And he's really, really good at directing our lives. And so the third choice to make today, the third takeaway, is to just let God direct your life. Two women, a mom, and they made the choice just to serve others and do that first. They made the choice to develop plans with their lives. And they also made some spiritual decisions along the way. This template, this plan will serve us well, not only for moms in the room, but for everybody. And may God give us the strength to do this today. Father, we're so thankful for the story of Naomi and Ruth. Just a wonderful story tucked away in scripture that talks about compassion and love and loyalty a story of two women who are bold and courageous and strong and brave and under some very difficult circumstances still made some great choices that impacted their families and their generation and generations after them for years god i pray that you'd help us to consider these same kinds of choices today No matter how old we are, no matter how young we are, God, you want us to consider this and become obedient to you in these areas. So help us to do that now. We do pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 and 11 a.m.